to the first episode of Auction Talk, coming live from the July sale at the Cheffin Sale Ground at Sutton near Ely. I'm Ed Mowbray, and in this episode, we'll find out why the county 1474 is one of the most sought-after classics around, and we'll get pre-sale predictions from the auctioneers in charge of selling it. We'll take a look at the Ford 7810 Silver Jubilee and find out if the cosmetic cheer-up it has had will attract the bidders on sale day. And we'll have all the action as the gavel falls and we'll get instant reaction from the victorious buyers. First, though, we get the lowdown on Cheffins from its head of machinery, Oliver Godfrey. Oliver, thanks for having me here today. Sale Grand is an absolute whirlwind of activity with lorries arriving pretty much every hour, tractors everywhere being lined up, people in high vis wandering around. Just give the listeners an idea of what it actually takes to put on a sale of this size. Uh, so this is a very, very busy site here. This is our sort of bespoke 42-acre site here at Sutton near Ely. It takes a massive effort from a huge team here to put these sales on. Uh, there's the monthly machinery sales, which are happening all day, every day. And then we also have three collective vintage sales here a year as well, in April, July and October. So we've got to clear an area to put the vintage items in. So that's a big effort from the team as well and the forklift crew. And then, yeah, there's a mass of machines coming in daily, also going out. Uh, there's containers being loaded, there's items being exported, as well as precious things coming in on trailers and then being put into the marquee in the building you see here. How many tractors would you have on site for a vintage sale? So for the July sale, we've got about 180, possibly 190 by Saturday, so 190 tractors, which for a July sale is a very, very strong entry. We'd expect that sort of 200, 250 for the April and October. So for a July sale, we're very, very pleased and the quality's fantastic. So you're normally found on the back of a Jeffins pickup truck. That's where most people would have seen you. So is there a training course you have to go on to learn how to, to speak as quickly as you do when you're standing up there? Uh, well, auctioneering is actually quite a small part of what we do. There's an awful lot of work that goes into setting these sales up before we get to shout some numbers at people. So we're out on the road all the time looking at uh, consignments, doing valuation work. We're photographing, cataloguing, the whole, whole lot. And then we're also setting things up pre-sale as well. Um, but in terms of auctioneering, it's something you just sort of you either want to do or you don't you can't make somebody do it it's a bit like a best man speech the principles are there but in terms of your personal patter and style it's just something you learn as you go along really i've been very fortunate i've got some fantastic auctioneers that have been before me here that i've learned from and then you get to practice in the car on the way home to yourself shouting at road signs and things like that but it's you know there's a lot to be learned from just standing on a roster and watching somebody seeing how they work the crowd you know and try and sell things at the end of the day that's what we're trying to do and you still get some sort of pre-match nerves before the sale kicks off on Saturday? Yeah, it's very exciting. I do. I, I enjoy it probably more now in my career than I did when I first started because I was a, an absolute wreck of nerves and I couldn't sleep the night before a sale. But it's, you know, the more you do, the more comfortable you come with it. And there's a lot to be said for knowing what you're selling. It's all right being a good auctioneer, but if you don't know what you're selling, you get found out very quickly. And I'm very fortunate I have a an unhealthy passion for tractors which makes my job a lot easier but you know it's nice to also then impart that um, sort of experience onto new junior auctioneers that are coming through at the moment which is quite exciting for me so 
So just talk us through the Chefin's vintage calendar, Oliver. The July sale is, is, is sort of slap bang in the middle of harvest for most people. So typically, is it is it well attended? It is, yeah. And uh, attendance levels are probably lower than April and October for obvious reasons. People have other commitments, holiday, working, uh, shows and rallies as well. But the demand is such for vintage generally that we need to uh, do more than sort of uh, just two a year. The April and October sales are enormous sales in their own right. The July sale is always deemed to be the weaker one but actually if you look at it in its own right it's a fantastic sale but if you compare it to the monsters that are April and October it does look smaller but if you look at the entry this is probably arguably one of the strongest entries we've had for a July sale for for many years it was always like the steam engine sale but it's a nice lead into the show and rally season I mean ultimately what we're putting on here is a free rally you can buy something at you know and that's you know it is an event we're putting on you know this is what we pride ourselves on it is a spectacle um, and uh, you know there's an awful lot of effort goes into these sales um, but we enjoy the people. We enjoy seeing the people. It's lovely to have them back. Lots of very familiar faces coming back, travelling. You know, that's we get a buzz out of that. You know, we enjoy seeing the people and, and you know, trying to sell them something at the end of the day. So thanks for giving us a run through of Cheffins there, Oliver. So there's a cracking lineup of vintage and modern classics in the July sale. The undoubted star lot and an absolute corker is the county 1474 short nose. So while I was lucky to be here on the April sale um, to see a, a similar 1474 make an absolute staggering £200,000. So why is this model so sought after? Uh, it's because of the rarity really. Counties seem to invoke a lot of desire, demand as a huge passionate following for these counties. I mean they are you know, not an insignificant value. Uh, we sold one last year as well, a sale uh, near Bishop Stortford for 196000 uh, and we all thought that would never be beaten. That was just a, an unbelievable price. And then um, fast forward a few months, and we're, we're sort of knocking one down at 200000 which is, is incredible. And as a, as a firm, we're very, very lucky to have offered some of these real sort of Leviathan iconic classics, really. Do people now come to you to sell these tractors? Yeah, we'll be fortunate that we've sold a lot of these um, sort of real notable classics, certainly counties, roadless, does, everything in between. We've got a long history of selling these very, very well. I just think the uptick in values in certainly the last probably two years, two and a half years, it draws more out. When you sell one for 200000 it makes people's sort of ears prick up a bit and they suddenly think, well, actually, hang on, I paid less for that. Uh, it might be time to sell. But it's, you know, the more you sell, the less buyers are in the market it's a bit like our steam engine exchange side of things we sold some seriously high value engines off market but once one's bought that person's got one they're then out of the market but then there's still a lot of fresh blood that's coming into the market that's the exciting thing uh, there's some new faces that come out there's some very high net worth individuals that take a look at these things realize their significance and importance within agriculture uh, and want to preserve them for future generations yeah, so you're wetting the appetite of, of current owners, aren't you? So I, I chatted to the buyer of the 1474 that sold in April, and he was clearly an avid collector. Just got another tractor moving over there. Um, yeah, that's a roadless major. That's another hugely desirable uh, tractor with the winch on the back there. So, uh, yeah, hopefully somebody lucky punter will have that on Saturday. <laughs> Absolutely. So perhaps not surprisingly, the chap who bought the 1474 said he'd probably only get it driven about twice a year and it was going to be stored in his temperature control barn that he'd had specially built for tractors the, of this age. So is, is that the case with these sorts of older, older vehicles? They're not going to do any kind of, sort of serious work? 
Uh, there's sort of two two buyers really. I mean, the chap, lovely chap who bought that uh, county in April, he's he's sort of putting together a really bespoke, high quality collection. Uh, that's what he's looking for. That's what he's happy with. Um, he'll have a play with that a few hours a year. But then there's the sort of flip side of that where people want to work in classic, so they want something with a few bumps and scrapes uh, that they can sort of. Uh, absorb into a farming business um, and then uh, wheel out sort of during the cultivation period and go do a bit of rolling something like that Uh, nothing too strenuous but these machines need to be used you know sat still for too long the seals go oil leaks start developing so they do need to have their legs stretched every now and then so where's this one come from then do you know a bit of the history it's got about six thousand hours on the clock yeah so this is from a a gentleman down sort of in the southwest Um, we sold some tractors for him in the april sale he's got uh, he has an interest in them um, and he sort of enjoys sourcing them uh, bringing them back to life sourcing the bits restoring them uh, and then sort of preserving them for future generations this tractor was formerly worked in the somerset area so it was an agricultural machine the gentleman um, who operated it sold it and needed the money for sort of other means land purchase i believe the story goes Uh, it was sold to a well-known county enthusiast dealer collector in Somerset which many people will know he had it on his books for a while uh, and then the current vendor purchased it in 2009 uh, and then underwent a sort of a very solid two-year restoration uh, he enjoyed sourcing the bits from uh, well-known county retailers Osborne's um, and also he sourced a period correct Goodyear 18.4 tyres uh, which was probably the last set in the country which is quite a 18 before 38 they are so yeah that really finishes the tractor off really well it's got the front weights it's a real peach yeah it's a, it's a stunning piece of kit so he so the the current owner did the restoration himself which I guess has kind of a bit more significance to it, doesn't it? Yeah, so he he, um, he sort of oversaw the restoration whilst he wasn't sort of on the tools himself, but he, he went through the process and got a massive amount of pleasure out of that. And that's often the way, when, when the sort of tractor is restored and done and in the shed, it's sort of on to the next one almost, really. So he's got other business interests, other pursuits, so it's time to, to sort of, you know, sell this one. What's the interest been like? So that's a very much an unknown. We just never know. Normally, as an auctioneer, we're last to know. I mean, what we can do and what Chefin's itself on is putting this on the best stage possible we advertise it catalogue it right photograph it and we field all the inquiries pre-sale we try and make as much sort of uh, make it as easy for people to buy as possible so we've got the online bidding platform as well as you can come here live in person Uh, yes there's been a lot of interest there always is in big counties but until you lift that gavel you never quite know so go on then What's it going to make? Let's have a bet. <laughs> Put your neck on the line. Well, who knows? I mean, the other one made 200000 Again, that buyer's out of the market. Yes, it was an underbidder. You know, is he going to come back as strong? You never quite know. But, I mean, I would say, if I was being conservative, we're always naturally pessimistic, I would say it's anywhere from 140 to 160 Who nice. knows? Nice. Well, I mean, I chatted to the buyer. He was... I think this was his second 1474, so you never know, there could be a third. Well, that's it, complete the hat trick, as I say, but, um, you know, it's pretty impressive to own one, so to own two, but, you know, this might bring more counties out, you know, the sort of bigger brother of the 1474, the 1884, uh, of which we sold quite a few. I mean, they are proper rare. That is the real holy grail, so um, you never know. If you keep making good money in these counties, some of these rarer machines will come out. So we now come to something of, of really a modern classic. When I was going up, my dad used silage contractors, and I distinctly remember a silver jubilee rolling into the yard they were iconic and really they still are and uh, you know an amazing piece of marketing from ford um, so what makes this model so special well i think the 7810 in general the ford 7810 is a fantastic 
fantastic machine in its own right. It's a very compact 100 horsepower machine with a good cab. And I think the 7810 in its early incarnation, it wasn't massively desirable. Uh, it was overpriced and the uptake wasn't huge. People didn't like the colour. A lot of people sent them back, uh, had them repainted. So a lot of them got lost within the system. But the 7810 in, in probably the last five or six years has absolutely shot up it's a sort of staple must have of any sort of ford classic collection i think it's just because it's such a usable machine it's really striking in the silver there's not too many silver painted tractors manufactured or operated in the uk and it just seemed to have hit the button really there's a bit of a sort of unknown about how many silver jubilee models were made so are these examples becoming a bit rarer to find? Yeah, they are definitely. I mean, the records, I think, were destroyed, so it's a bit of an unknown. There are a few people that can tell from a serial number, the spec, um, and also tracing it back through Basel and things like that. So, But, yeah, they are a rare machine. Uh, you know, in the early days of the old sort of machinery sales, you couldn't barely give one away, but that's typical of a lot of these tractors, the sort of more obscure they were the rarer they become later in life like the doe triple d but yeah it's a similar sort of story to 7810 but it is still a, a very very good tractor so these tractors were known for their factory high spec weren't they they came out of basildon and, and the dealers got them and actually they struggled to sell some of them because of the high spec that they were in so what does this tractor have on it then so this one has got the so it's got the luxury sort of super q cab uh, electronic instrument uh, instrument panel it's got an italian carrera front axle synchro shift gearbox as well with dual power uh, aircon as well so yeah it's got some bells and whistles uh, but like you say some of the early early examples were sort of outpriced the farmer at the time and it was deemed that sort of the farmer specking it and then it being built was a better way round of doing it rather than um, sort of outpricing them in the beginning really so it's clearly been a working tractor over its 33 years about seven and a half thousand hours on the clock um, but it's been well looked after, hasn't it? Um, do you know the history of this? Where, where's it come from? So this has come from uh, a private individual in Ireland. Uh, again, there's a massive following for Fords, uh, 7810s, and every 10 series really in Ireland. So that's come from a, a collector out there. It's probably had a cosmetic cheer-up over the last uh, few years, which, you know, because the paint was so thin and quite poor in the initial, when it left the factory, uh, a lot of it... You know, a lot of the sort of silver paintwork doesn't last on these machines. To find a really original one is very rare. But this is, again, it's not pristine, but it's very, very well presented. So, again, it's a great working classic, basically, a good working example. Uh, it could probably do with a benefit from some fresh tyres. Um, but, again, that's up to the individual who buys it, really. But it is a very good starting base, really. Cosmetic cheer-up, what a lovely term. I'm sure there's a couple of people that I know would like a cosmetic <laughs> cheer-up. <laughs> so six cylinders, 100 horsepower, seems quite modest nowadays. So is this sort of a quintessential modern classic now that's only going to go up in value? Yeah, definitely. This is the real sort of sweet spot, really, in terms of horsepower, size, usability. Uh, and also you can attack it with a spanner rather than a laptop. You know, a lot of these modern tra uh, tractors, you can't go anywhere near it and you just have to sort of sit there and wait for somebody to come out and fix it. Whereas these, you know, you can do some work on them yourselves uh, and again you can wheel them out at various times of the year there's a gentleman down the road actually he's got a 7 8 10 he still does some hedge cutting with it you know he still he still enjoys it and that is a proper working classic so you know he likes his classic uh, tractors but he still earns his keep on the farm yeah it's great just just for the listeners there's a lot going on here there's there's two lorries just gone out just while we were talking then there's a telehandler over the back there lifting something up it's it is a hive of activity here today and there's a there's a lot going on there's a real buzz around the place um just 
lastly on the 7810 then, um, I believe you sold one of these recently, didn't you? Yeah, so we they've gone up in value, a bit like the counties, the, the interest and the sort of price of them has gone up and up and up. We did uh, a sale uh, down in Devon for Rodney Cow, and yeah, this is the second sale we did for him. Back in May, uh, he had a very, very well restored 7810 Silver Jubilee, um, and that made 50,000. So they've gone up, you know, in the last two or three years, they've gone up significantly. Uh, this was an immaculate example, very, very well finished, but that's some serious money for, for these tractors. Yeah, that is. That's an incredible price. So so this one here, probably not going to make that much, but what's your estimate for this one? Again, you never know, but I would say it's probably not quite as sharp as the other one. Taking nothing away from it, it's still a very nice example. Uh, we would hope this would be circa very late 30s, early 40s, something like that. Right, so just moving on then to uh, something probably at the more affordable end of the market, should we say, you know, compared to sort of the, the 1474. So you've got a, a, a massive Ferguson 35X here. Can you just talk us through this one? Yeah, so this has been consigned uh, from a deceased estate, um, which uh, we do uh, a lot of, unfortunately. This one has come from just near King's Lynn. It's a very, very nice original example. The 35X is really sort of like the Swiss Army knife of tractors. It's sort of small, compact size. Uh, it's got a live drive PTO. It's very easy to drive, it's pretty quick, um, so it can tick all the boxes. It's really the sort of most iconic small holders tractor, if you like. If you've got five acres and a horse and you need to keep the grass down, it's absolutely ideal for that. You can nip to the pub on it. You could go on a road run, ploughing match, it really does. And the 35X is sort of like the... Uh, the luxury model if you like and to find a nice original one I know the wings have been replaced but you know looking at it period correct Goodyear diamond uh, tyres on the back you've got a pickup hitch as well so it's all there really and again that's in no VAT no reserve that's here to go so you know is there good demand for it and what are you expecting something like this to achieve there'll be massive demand for it there always is Um, I mean you know I'd like it myself at the end of the day Um, but no realistically that was going to make between four to six thousand i should think uh could be more you know you just never know but it is very much here to go can we start it out we can let's have a go let's go won't start now you ready yep very reliable three cylinder in there good starter um, so you can leave that all over winter and go to it with a lucas key and fire it out yeah on the button pairing away excellent well i'll be excited to see what this one makes on saturday thanks for your time oliver not a problem at all so thanks oliver there for giving us an insight into the machines coming up and what his predictions are and what it takes to put on a sale of this size on the Chaffin's website, there's brochures, pictures and more details on all the machines coming up for sale. Coming up in part two, we'll be back at Sutton for the auction to find out how these machines fared, catch up with some of the punters and see what Ollie thought of the sale and if his pre-sale predictions have come true. So 
so welcome back to part two of the podcast we're back at Sutton here the weather is probably about 15 degrees cooler than when we were here on Tuesday so it's, uh, it's quite a pleasant morning actually there's a lot of people wandering around I'm just standing at the moment in the in the sort of parts area there's a there's also a few implements here trailers a hedge cutter some some old conventional plows and they're moving across there's tires stacked up there's actually someone selling some cut-off chemical cans with some nuts and bolts in this is the sort of area really that if you were after something to finish your restoration off something very authentic something original this is where you'd find it so this actually kicked off um, at nine o'clock this sale so they're about halfway through the first run but we're just walking across now so the car park's behind me the Cheffins building here is on my left and we're just walking through the gates so the tractor line up there has um, everything from the county about halfway down they start up on the right and they move down towards the entrance of the sale ground Uh, there's probably about well looking at it there's about three or four rows of tractors Um, and then down to my left there's the vintage and memorabilia area they've also got a selection of fairground rides in there this time so just waiting here for the bell to ring and we're just going to grab a quick word with ollie as we walk up to the start of the sale so I've just found Oliver. The the van's already gone up there. How how are you feeling today, Ollie? Yeah, the sun's out. It's always worth a few more bids, hopefully. We've got a good crowd. Uh, we've got plenty of regular faces. We've just had a helicopter land at the back of the car park, so that's always a good sign. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's um, it's always uh, a lot of anticipation at this time. Um, yeah, there's a lot of hard work gone into this point, so it's up to the auctioneers now to uh, to sell it and get as much money as they can. Yeah, so we've just walked past the county, and as you've just said, there's a helicopter land. So when did you find out that that was coming? Uh, so we found out a couple of days ago, so we just told him to aim for a green bit at the back of the yard there and uh, to, to land that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he might not be in for the county, but, uh, you know, you never know, really. So it's always exciting. If someone can afford a helicopter, they can afford uh, hopefully an expensive tractor. That's exactly it. Well, good luck today, Ollie, and we'll catch up with you later on. Thanks very much. Cheers. So that was Oliver there, he's, uh, he's just wandering up now, just about to get onto the back of the pickup um, where the rostrum is. Uh, as you can hear, the bell is ringing behind me. There's a wave of people wandering up towards us here for the first lot. So we're starting with vehicles and moving to lorries and the county is about 30 lots in. So here we go, they're just about to kick off now. It's a pleasure to see you all for our summer uh, collector sale here at the sale ground. Uh, we've got a fantastic entry for you today, very strong entry of tractors, just short of 190 for you today, uh, as well as a fantastic selection of motorcycles, uh, fairground items, uh, Petroliana and everything else in between. Uh, in the marquee, which started at 9, also spares, implements around the back as well, that started at 9 o'clock, but we're just coming up to 10 o'clock here for sale 4, uh, which is obviously is the vehicles uh, and the tractors. Uh, 1960 standard 10 running and driving driving into place myself there we are this fantastic showpiece there for you so there you go ollie is now into full swing with the first lot as i said they're going to work their way down this row of uh, vintage vehicles and then down through the lorries as well and then as i said the county is about 30 lots in so i'm just walking down the uh, the fourth row of tractors here and this will be the last row to be sold today uh, just walking past the Ford TW20 a County 764 yeah there's a lot of different different machines here I mean you sort of have to be here to appreciate it but hopefully we're going to give you a bit of a flavour of how the how the sale works and, and what goes on today 
So we've just come into the first of the 190 odd tractors here today and it's a Marshall Model M that has just gone under the hammer for just over £21,000. So we are two away from the county um, but before that we have a very low hour, David Brown 996, um, that's just on 322 hours. So let's just hear how that goes. So there we go, the David Brown has sold for £17,500 online, um, so that's, um, yeah, that's an amazing value for a 322 hour pretty much as new tractor there. So here we go, we're moving on to the county, the star lot, the one, the last one Cheffin sold, they sold for 200,000, the one before that was 196. This current owner has owned it since 2009, it's gone undergone a two year restoration. Ollie was a bit cautious on what it's going to make, but there is a lot of people here, so uh, so let's just tune in and find out. So it'll be 100,000 surely, 100,000 pounds is going to work surely. One thank you sir, 100,000 pound iron beard, add 100,000 pound on beard, then a 100 beard, add 100,000 pound on beard, then a 100, add 100,000 pound, it's on the main here and 100 beard, make it five way now, add 105, add 105 on beard, then a 105, 105 on beard, then a 105, 110, 110 online at 110, 110 on beard, then a 110, with 115 on beard, then a 115, all back on the field here, add 115, now with 115,000, 120, yes, add 120,000 pound on beard, then a 120, at 120. It's crawling up quite quickly to be honest. So we were stuck there at 135 for a minute, but we've now just jumped up 10 grand to 145. There's a number of number of bidders at the field. There's a couple online as well, so there's, there is plenty of interest in this. there Ollie had the hammer in the air right at the death we've got someone coming at 150,000 so it's back on Ollie's working hard here here we go there we go 150,000 
to someone in the field here there is a big crowd just starting to disperse away so that is still an incredible amount of money 150,000 for the 1474 there it obviously is not not as much as the previous ones they've sold but Ollie's pre-sale prediction of between 140 and 160 has actually come very true so uh, there you go ask the experts and they'll they'll tell you the right answer so this is Bill King, chairman of Cheffins. Bill, county's just sold. You pleased? Yeah, we're very pleased. That was a, a fantastic price. A um, bit lower than the other two that we fetched over the last 12 months. Uh, but having said that, um, I think there's bound to be a differentiation. The last one we sold at 200,000 was uh, an exceptional example. Uh, and this one's a very good example. And it's on the right tyres as well. So um, I think it was a, is a very good price. So we're very pleased with that. And I'm sure the vendor is. And I've no doubt the purchase uh, pleased with it as well well exactly he's got a bit of a bargain there isn't he well if you yeah relating to the other two then uh, perhaps he has but i think there are reasons for it but um again it just shows the strength of the market the market's still very strong people have got money to spend um and i think the way we look at it people would like to put their money into a tangible asset something they can touch and feel and enjoy particularly when we're going through these difficult times in the global economy so um yeah so far so far today we're very pleased So I'm just walking down the main row of tractors now. We're going past the, the Massey Ferguson section. There's the 148, the 135, and then a lot of what, there's 166, a couple of 168s. And we're just moving forward. We've just done the MB track, 1500, and we're moving on to the Ford Silver Jubilee next. Pre-sale estimates are slightly lower on this one. Well, 30,000 pounds, it's going to work surely. 30,000. 30,000, where are we going to be, ladies and gentlemen? 30,000 bit. I'll take it. At thirty thousand pound, I'll be up at a thirty bit now. At thirty thousand, at number thirty thousand pound, at thirty one. Thank you, sir. Thirty one, thirty one, up at thirty one on the field here at thirty one. At thirty one, a bit at thirty one, thirty one, up at thirty one, thirty two, thirty seven. At thirty seven, thirty eight, thirty eight, thirty nine, thirty nine, up at thirty nine. At thirty nine, against you all, never thirty nine, a bit at thirty nine, thirty nine, up at thirty nine. At thirty nine, a bit at thirty nine, thirty nine, thirty nine is on the field here now. At thirty nine thousand pound, at thirty nine. So we've just passed the 40,000 mark. Ollie's prediction was late 30 is only 40, so we're there. We're on it already. Let's tune back in. At 40,000 pounds, it's at the back now and selling all the time. Make no mistake at this money. At 40,000 pounds, I'll be there at 40 bit now. At 40,000 pounds, at 40,000 pounds, I'll be there at 40 a bit. The hammer's up. This will be sold today. At 40,000 pounds, I'll be there at 40 a bit. It's one or not now then. Fair warning and done then. And it sells this time and away then. At 41. 41, sir. At 41, I'll take a half. There we are. I knew you were going to do it. 41.5. At 41.5. At 41.5 a bit. At 41.5. At 41.5. Right at the last there. 41 and a half. We're at now. At 41.5 a bit. You're out online. At 41,500 a bit. At 41.5. 41.5. Make it two if you want it online now. 42, sir. At 42. At 42. Keep smiling. At 42.5, sir. 42.5. At 42.5 a bit. At 42.5. 42.5. It's at the back on the field and selling. At 42,500 a bit. At 42.5. At 42.5. Number to 42.5 at 42,500 pounds. You're out online, it's on the field and selling then at 42,500 pounds. Your bid, sir, 42.5. Thank you. Ford Silver Jubilee, it's uh, it's really turning into a collector's piece, and there was there was a lot of interest from the floor here. Um, still a big gather of people around, but yeah, the Silver Jubilee, 42,500. 
So that was the New Holland TM140 there, selling for 24,000. And we're now on to the Massey Ferguson 35X, which Ollie described in the uh, preview as a Swiss Army knife of tractors. This tractor is here to go, no reserve, no VAT. So let's tune in to what we uh, to what's going on. 1379 is a 35X there. The 35X. What am I saying for this one here? But the year we're going to be starting somewhere around 5,000. 3,000 bid, 3,000 pound bit of free, 3 on bid, 3,000, 3, 2, 3, 2, 3, 5, 3, 5, 3, 8, 3, 8, 4,000, 4, 2, 4, 2, 4, 2, 4, 2, come on, at 4,000, 2 at a pound bit of 4, 2, at 4,000, 2 at a pound bit of 4, 2, 4, 2 on bid, at 4,000, 2 at a pound So just to give you an idea, we've got Bill on the microphone, he's running the auction, but Ollie's next to him on the on the rostrum there, and they're both scanning the crowd, trying to spot who's next. Anybody else coming in now? At 4,000, 4, 5. 48 48 on bid at 5 5000 pound 52 52 5000 to the bound at 52 52 on bid at 52 the bid's here now at 5000 to the bound been with it all the way at 5000 to the bound and I sell here make no mistake get away then at 5200 pounds your sir 52 1343 wide thank you sir and 1380 the two so I've just managed to catch up with Ollie Bill's just selling off the last of the lots here. Um, Ollie, what's your highlights of the day? Are you pleased? Yeah, very pleased. Yeah, as I say, the start of the day, it was a great entry, uh, just shy of 190 tractors. Um, we haven't worked out the selling rate yet, but it's been good throughout. We've had quality uh, throughout the lineup, really. Obviously, the highlight would probably be uh, the Big County, 150, uh, the Little Malham Crawler. Um, there is the Marshall M at 20 plus thousand. There's also the Silver Jubilee, which is great money. But there's, um, yeah, it's been a really, really good day. What was your biggest surprise? I think just the amount of people here today, that's a big surprise. Um, I think the county at 150 is is the right money. You never quite know when you get another big big ticket item like that. Everyone thinks it's going to make 200 again. Uh, But 150 is is the right money for that. It's gone to a good home. Uh, Very pleased with the vendor bit of a pat on the back for you really because your pre-sale predictions actually came true you were 140 to 160 for the county which you're smack in the middle Ford silver jubilee late 30s early 40s and the mf uh, 35x was four to six k so you've done pretty well there <clears throat> oh thank you well I, yeah i've been doing it long enough i hope i know what i'm doing now but it's probably better being lucky than good isn't it but uh, no great trade a lot of interest still um you never quite know before a sale we're always very pessimistic naturally as auctioneers but i think the outcome has been absolutely fantastic we're really chuffed to bits so just give uh, give the listeners an idea when is the next sale so the next sale we head north up to Harrogate at the uh, Great Yorkshire Showground the Yorkshire Event Centre that is on the 20th of August uh, so we're just compiling that catalogue as we speak but we're back down here uh, for the next vintage collective sale on the 22nd of October we've got some really really tasty early veteran tractors like All Days and Onions uh, we've got an Overtime uh, Wisconsin we've got an Austin we've got a Bait Steel Mule Model C uh, some really really juicy stuff which is really really exciting that's great. And if someone's got something to sell that they've come here today or listened to the podcast and thought, actually, yeah, I'd like to put that up for auction, how do they do it? So you can give us a ring. Uh, we'll come and see you. You can do an entry form. Uh, we can send one in the post. You can do it online, all digitally, um, yeah, email, WhatsApp, anything. Just give us a ring and um, we can talk you through it. Not a problem. Great. Thanks for your time, Ollie. Anytime. See you soon. So there we go, that brings an end to the first episode of Auction Talk from the July Vintage Sale here at Sutton. We hope you liked it, and if you did, please like and subscribe and let us know of anything else you'd like to hear in future episodes. Thanks for listening, and see you at the next sale.